Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the founder of Tiger Eyes Production Team 360, Miss Latonya Michelle. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I've, I stumbled across your page on Instagram. Um, you were talking about being a Black men advocate, and that really caught my eyes. So how did you, how did you get into that position? Um, the story that I tell, because <laughs> it sounds so good. No, honestly, I really started off working with um, kids, children, and I realized that the children were going home. Uh, we were teaching them all kinds of positive stuff, and they were still going home to broken homes and stuff. So I realized that we have got to work on the family as a whole. And as we all know, that there's all there's a thousand and one things for women but there's not a lot of things for black men. So between that and, you know, getting mad at Tyler Perry for always talking negative about black men and stuff. And then finally, <laughs> <laughs> finally realizing that it's not that he was talking negative to them about them. It's the fact that Tyler Perry is, his his role is to, is for black women, you know? So the stories he was telling are true, but because his role is for black women instead of black men, um, he had to tell their stories. So I decided I was going to be the Tyler Perry for Black men, and I was going to start telling their story. Wow. Now, of course, let's just be honest. We know what kind of uh, society we live in. What do you? How do you deal with the women who I know call you a pick-me? A pick-me? Is that what it's... What's that? What's the definition of a pick-me? So pick-me, pick-me. I'm giving you the... I'm giving you the definition that I pretty much know it is. Like, when women kind of, like, advocate for men, mm -hmm. they usually get called pick-me because they're trying to get chose by a man. Oh, okay. I like that question. That's a good... You know what? I don't think anybody has ever asked me that question like that before. And um, be honest with you. <laughs> you say yeah, be okay. honest. So. so they're not they're not bold enough to use that word or even in that terminology. They they come more for me as like you don't know how it is. You know they they basically make it seem like I've never experienced negative stuff about from black men and you know like you know they always want to tell their stories and I'm like you know for every story you tell I probably can I have probably have one that a black man did to me that's probably worse. So I, I I don't, like I said, I don't, I've never had people come to me as far as you're just doing it because of this or whatever. They're more of, you know, you just haven't been through stuff. You just, you know, I don't know why you believe in them. I don't know why we should, you know, look out for them and stuff like that. They ain't looking out for us and stuff, but I've never had anyone just make it towards me. Well, so you have had negative experiences with black oh. men. Oh, all my life. Wow. All my life. My father wasn't in my life. My my first and only husband was abusive for 12 years. Um, government contracting world. Got, uh, got fired from my job because I wouldn't sleep with my boss. Um, military. I wouldn't sleep with my boss. I mean, I, I have stories to tell. For, I'm 50 years old, 48. I got date raped from somebody, a black man. You know, there's a lot. I have a lot of reasons not to like or support black men, but I know mm -hmm. who I am as a black woman, and I know what the black family stands for. And until 
we to black men take their place, I'm gonna be hindered too. So I do what I do, not just really because of black men, I do it for the black family as a whole. It just so happens to look like I just cater to black men, cater to my black family, period. So how did you get it? How did you find in your heart to forgive, not only forgive black men, but then become an advocate? So there was a point in my life where I didn't even have respect for black men. Wow. Um, when was that? Um, well, let me change that. <laughs> let me change that. It has been an ongoing thing. I have to be honest with you. It has been an ongoing thing. Um, but I realized, like I said, my over, I, I always look at the overall goal and I do, I, I do know and understand that we all come from damage. We're like, we're, we're not damaged physical. We all come from issues and, you know, things that we were taught way back when that's not even true and stuff. We all, <clears throat> excuse me, have been a part of, of mess. And so I understand that until we are repro reprogrammed the proper way that we're all going to be messed up. So somebody's got to take the role. You know, somebody's got to throw in the white flag and say, you know, hey, I, I've done you wrong. You've done me wrong and stuff. Are we going to keep going back and forth on this or are we going to, you know, throw in the flags, admit what we've done and, and, and get to movement? So black men are, are, it's a constant lesson to me too. You know, I didn't create any of this um, having answers. I didn't have answers. I just knew that you guys needed a platform to open up your mouth to speak. I knew you guys needed to know that you were respected. I knew that um, black men needed to be able to trust. And I, I, and I took the chance and said, Hey, if I got to be this role and I got to be this person, let me be this person. So I never said that any of this is easy. I still, you know, I have a whole program. You know, I have a whole business where I support black men and stuff. Mm -hmm. I still have problems when it comes to dating. You know what I mean? I, I never said that I had everything together. I never said that I, that I believe in all black men. It's, 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 it's kind of rough being me, but I have to do it. You mentioned that you wanted to restore the black man into his rightful place. Where is his rightful place? I believe that black men are the heads. I believe that it was created created for black men to be the heads. Now that doesn't mean that I think that they um they rule over us or any of that stuff. I think that we are supposed to work together and stuff, but I do believe that black men are the heads. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that it's supposed to be the black man, the, you know, the black wife and the children and stuff. I believe that there's structures to this and stuff and I, and we've lost it. Hmm. Do you th do you think we're the only culture that lost it? I don't care about any other culture. <laughs> and, I, and I love that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have time to worry about any other culture. I can only worry about my own. So I, I don't know. And I and here's the thing: I've lived all over the world. I'm a military brat. Lived in Spain. Lived in Japan. I've been around all kinds of people and stuff. And so I'm ne I'm not one of those people. Or I'm not against anybody. I just stand strong for my black people. I, it's important. Definitely. You mentioned that you do have issues dating. So what are some of the issues that you feel you're having dating? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, we don't have all night. Like you really. Um, first of all, one of my main issues is the fact that I have a program that caters to black men. 
So you have to understand that my program, Black Men Worldwide, I help Black men build their businesses. Um, we help with their health and wellness, and we do their matchmaking for them. And so um, I'm constantly surrounded by Black men. Keep in mind that I've always been one of the guys. Um, in Maryland and D.C., there's like a crew of us, and it's, I'm, the only, I'm like the only woman, and it's like six guys. And so I've always been one of the guys, and because I've been one of the guys, I probably know a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't know. So you can't just come to me any kind of way when you're trying to date me. And then you have to come with a with a with, a, with confidence because you're gonna have to see me around nice looking guys, guys who has their who have their lives together, just all kinds of men. And you gotta know that you really want to be about me and you got to know my character to know that you should never worry about these other men because that there's, there's two sides of me or whatever, but most people can't get to that point. I mean, yeah, that's, mm, that, that, <laughs> I guess that could be kind of tough. Um, would you, would you ever sacrifice your business for love? No. Hmm. And, and I say that, I say that because I, I they they tease me. They call me uh, one of the one of the guys call me the light skinned Harriet Tubman. <laughs> I'm not doing any of this for myself. You know, none of this is for me. This is I believe that this is you know what one of the things that I was created to do. Um, it was prophesied in my life by someone I used to date like over ten years ago. You know, and so there's a difference between. The Tanya Michelle, the business owner, and plain old Tanya. Plain old Tanya is, uh, listen, I'm always in the house. Uh, I'm an introvert, I'm very private person or whatever. Um, I, I, I love people, but like I said, I'm a, I'm, I'm a 100% introvert and people don't believe that because they see me in that social butterfly when I walk out that door. But regular old Tanya, I, I'm just laid back. And so my idea of a good relationship. I, I don't have a problem chilling with my man and us playing games and just having things, having a good old time where the Tanya, the Tanya Michelle that everybody else see, they see me, you know, face to face with these celebrities hugged up and all this stuff. And, you know, they see me at these events and all that stuff. That's my job. That's just like you, when you go to your job and you get paid, that's what you do. You know, when you get on, when you get in front of your camera and you do your podcast, that's what you do. That doesn't, that's not you as a father. That's not you as a husband. That's just something you do. People don't know how to separate what I do and who I am when I'm not working. Do you find it difficult to make time for men that you would be interested in? No, because if I'm interested in anything, I, I can make time for it. My my, my schedule is crazy because I run two businesses, um, but I, I I believe in making time for people. I, I know how to balance myself out. But the thing about it is I also get bored easily. So <laughs> you have to, I have to really be interested in. Okay, let's let's go in deeper to that. What do you mean you get bored easily? I get bored easily. I one one of the things that I talk to a, a lot of men about is that excuses 
for some reason, people have gotten away with making excuses. And some men, I won't say all, <laughs> some men, it, it's always something. And I'm like, why do, why are, why are you all allowed to get away with excuses and we're not? And so I believe that you're going to do whatever you want to do. That's all of us, any and all of us. And so consistency is very, very important. So if you're not consistent in being who you are, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you're telling me that you're interested in me, if you're not consistent, I'm going to get bored with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get bored with you. If you're one of those people who just have surface talk, I'm going to get bored with you. Cause I'm just like, uh, I won't say that I'm super, super deep, but yeah, I, surface talk does nothing for me. I, it, it's boring. You know, you talking about what my body looks like and all that's boring, you know, like let's talk, like let's talk about all kinds of things and let's like really stimulate each other's minds so we can just take it. Every, take it to, ugh, anyways. I think I said enough. <laughs> the only reason... Thank God you can't see my face. Um, I had a little drawback because you said, because you said, when I say it was exciting, well, I say excitement and you started mentioning consistency. And I don't necessarily think being consistent is exciting. You Oh, you said exciting. I thought you said what... How do I get bored easy? Which I did. Which I okay. did. That's but, what you uh, meant. Okay, you meant exciting, though. <laughs> but your explanation was more about consistency. Because I get bored. If you're not consistent, I don't get bored with you. I, I'm serious. Like, you could sit here and say, for instance, you could say that I'm interest, you're interested in me. But if your action shows something differently, I'm going to walk away from you. Okay. You know? so, so him being consistent with the same actions would excite you. It doesn't have to be the same actions. It's some form of an action of action. Okay. I just want to make sure we clear. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> again, you know, consistency, that's like just being there. So the, a man could just be there doing the same thing. But No, I didn't say the same thing. He just has, he has to be consistent about the things that he said. So, for example, if you say that you're interested in me, you should be consistently showing me that you're interested in me. I should have no reason to have to act you or guess of what you think about me or the things that, or how you, that you're interested in. I should never have to act you that or have mm -hmm. to wonder. You should be able to show me that because okay. I'm going to show you. All right. Let, let me ask this question. So what excites you? What excites me? Um, woo. Let me see. What excites me? Wow, no one has asked me that in a while. Um, I like deep conversation. You know what I mean? Like I like I like challenges. I'm a big I'm a big challenge. I love a challenge. I like fast cars and motorcycles. I like an adrenaline rush. You know. Um, but then again, I I like. I get excited to know that I've done something to make somebody feel good. Okay. Okay. That's, like, that's fair. I want to get into um, Tiger Eyes production. Okay. When did you start it? I, this time around, Tiger Eyes 360 Media, I started it um, two years ago. Say that again, I'm sorry. Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Okay. 
What gave you the idea? Because I do media. Um, when I came, um, I okay, so I started all this in D.C. years ago or whatever. I wanted to write about Black men. I wanted to write about everyday Joe Blows because I got tired of the negative stuff that I was seeing. I was like, hey, I know some good guys. Let's change up the narrative and let's write about them and stuff. And so I just attached. Um, wait, wait. So I was so we, I was writing uh, blogs and then I also was doing interviews. I was interviewing celebrities and different things and stuff. And so I just put it together. So when I got to Atlanta, I was hearing the, the 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 red carpet scenes, the entertainment, and all of that stuff, and I didn't like it. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like how it's done. Blah 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 blah. So let me sit back and let me formulate something that I can make money off of, and I can put out great content, and I can make a difference, and I can bring other people along. And so I started doing that, and I started working on people and, and their branding and their strategies for their companies and different things then working on getting people the media exposure that they needed you know with other magazines and different things and stuff I created my magazine Proof Magazine A Black Woman's Proof That Positive Black Men Exist created Dane Thing Magazine which is all about confidence and, and changing the narrative of what we're taught about you know getting rid of um uh, self-doubt, you know, and uh, manipulating your own mind. So Tiger Eyes 360 is a combination of all of that, but it was all about just being able to put positive content in while doing it, changing the way people think. Voices constantly have an opportunity to increase change, empower itself. And I'm sorry. You're now located in Atlanta. What prompted that move? I wanted to get away from the top secret world. Like I wanted to get away from, you know, everybody knows PG County and DC and you, if you're there, you got to have that top secret clearance and, you know, the certain lifestyle. And I just was tired of it. I was going to work and I wasn't doing anything. I was getting paid and I had no satisfaction. And it was just like, I need something totally different. I, I want to be able to be creative. And I couldn't do any of the things that I do now in in DC and be productive. You know, I it just it just wasn't there. So I came to Atlanta, real story, real story. I came to Atlanta to meet somebody that I've been knowing for years and stuff. And he had been asking me to come to Atlanta. I'm like, I can't stand Atlanta. I'm not coming. I had come here several times for business. And I came to see him and I didn't like him. But I remember driving, <laughs> I remember driving down the street and something was somebody, I just got this feeling like you need to move here. That was in February of 2016. I was here by August 2016. Were you nervous? I'm always nervous. Okay. Nervous is a part of my life. <laughs> what were you nervous about moving to Atlanta? Because you did love it. No, I didn't. I didn't like it. When I when I came. To visit him, that's it. Just was like, if something special about this place, you need to move here. Before then, I wasn't even a fan of Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I, I meant. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. I should have been more clear. That's what I meant. Because yeah. you said you was riding around and you actually liked it. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Yeah, I was nervous. I mean, I had no family. I still don't have any family here. Well, no, I have a cousin who just moved here. Um, nervous. I, I, I'm a little daredevil. You know what I mean? I'm a little daredevil. I'm one of those people who could be sitting in front of you one day and be like, you know what? I just feel like driving to California and I'm just going to go, you know, just, it may not make no sense to anybody else, but it'll make sense to me. Um, which is so crazy. So what was your question? You said, was I nervous? You said something else. I'm sorry. Why were you nervous about moving to Atlanta? Cause I had no, I didn't have a plan. Honestly, I didn't have a plan. I just knew I had money. I had my savings or whatever, but I didn't have a real plan. I didn't get my real plan until I got invited to an event. I got invited to the event. So when I came here to visit the guy, I was smart enough to have a meeting with someone who does publicist work. I had a meeting with him, so I kind of connected with him. So when I came back, he invited me to this um, lunching that had all this media people and publicists. And I'm a people's person when I'm outside my house. <laughs> and so I, I made, I purposely made sure I talked to everybody. Then I got invited to another event that Tuesday and it was a made man event. So it had all these black men in here that was powerful black men that ran businesses, actors, just, it was just powerful. And I remember walking into that event. I'm like, yo, I'm going to walk out of here with something. I walked up to every man being honored saying, hey, my name is Latani Michelle, and I showcase Black men for a living. They all, to see the expression of their faces, their smiles, like what? Everybody was handing me their business cards. Everybody wanted to know who I was. And that's how I got started and the nervousness started to fade away. Because you're a woman, do you think it's easier or more difficult to talk to the man? Oh, it's e it's easier to approach them, but I still deal with a lot of stuff because black men don't trust. <laughs> Why do you say that? Am I wrong? <laughs> black men don't trust y'all. Okay, y'all so have here's, been. Here's have been. I don't want to answer for all black men. That's a very general statement, but I would Most like to why you feel that way. Most black men. That's a strong statement, so I, I you have to defend it. Um, I've been working, I've been around black men for a long time, so you have to earn a black man's trust and respect. You have to earn it. You know, you can't just go to a black man and say, hey, I'm going to do this. And, and the reason why is because black men have been dogged and mistreated for so long. You know what I mean? Y'all y'all have, the world has made, it seem like y'all were on the bottom of the totem pole. So for me to come up to you and say, hey, I spotlight black men for a living, it's going to make you feel good for that second. It's going to give you a temporary high, but you're still going to go look at me and be like, what are you really about? And you're going to have to watch me before you say, oh, she really about some stuff. Well, shouldn't it be that way? Shouldn't we all have to earn each other trust? Yeah, but it's different with Black men. As, well, most Black men, I'll say that. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a difference because, you know, women go to these networking things and, oh, we all just love each other. We just get along and stuff. I mean, I don't know how long it lasts, but, you know, it, it's easy. Women will click. You know, black men are very, some, I won't say all, some black men are very, um, 
you got to earn it. You got to truly, truly earn it. You know, in the military, they always say rank has its privilege, but you have to earn the respect. You know what I mean? Well, you can't just, you're not just going to get it. You have to earn it. So, yeah, I, I guess we all should be like that. But I just think that Black men or most Black men um, are very, you got to earn it. You just gotta how, how do you think how do you think you earn our respect because i'm consistent okay i'm very consistent i'm very loyal you know the ones that know me um they respect me and i know that they respect me I, i'm like a different type of breed i think um there's a lot of women out here who who do the same thing that i do you know what i mean um but i think that i can and i can only speak for myself um I've been doing this for a while. You know, I've been that one where you can call me up and we can have a conversation and nobody will ever hear about that conversation again. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I will tap into you. But I'm not going to just let you have a service conversation with me. You're going to be like, hey, Tony, just, just for example, let's just say, hey, you know, I have a sister and we got into it or whatever. I'm going to also ask you what part did you because I'm really one of those people who causes people to look within and to stop blaming everybody else. Check yourself. What did you do? You know what I mean? And so, and I'm a very spiritual person. So I, I vibe off of spirituality and, um, and energy. And if that's not there, most likely we probably won't have a great conversation. Um, it'll be just surface and I really don't like surface conversations. So I try my best to pour into each person that I deal with so that we can have genuine conversation. Okay. You created a black male network. Um, I read about it. I didn't go too deep into it because I wanted to, I knew you would discuss in more depth. Um, so I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about it more because what I read, it looks like an excellent excellent thing that you created thank you so this all and this and this is how i can talk about black men trusting because i created something a while ago called dear black men network and i remember the first t-shirt i made it said dear black men i apologize signed a black woman when I say that I got so much hell from that shirt not from the black men they loved it but from everybody else I got so much hell of course, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a pick me shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You know, but it wasn't that, you know, it was, it was just that I got tired of seeing hurt black men. I just got tired of it. Like, uh, like just express yourself, say whatever you're feeling. Like if you need to cuss me out, cuss me out, but get it out your system. You know, if we need to write your mama a letter, you need to pretend I'm your mama. We need to do it. But anyways, I started that. I was super gung-ho because I knew that it was going to, you know, blow up. And I realized that my I was not ready for it yet. I wasn't ready for what I needed to do. I needed to sit back. I needed to do more research and everything and stuff. So I took my time and, you know, I just started listening more and all of that stuff. And so I recently launched um, black men worldwide and black men worldwide is, a um, membership, exclusive membership based concierge service that caters to black men. We cater to black men in business, 
um, health and wellness and their love lives. When it comes to business, I created a job hub. And what the job hub is, um, people come to me. Um, one of the good things about being in DC and everything is I'm real connected to a lot of people that's HRs and for the Air Force, the Army, FEMA, just different places. And so they have, they know all about the jobs and stuff. I used to be a recruiter. So um, I know that legally you can't say I want to hire a black man, but they know that Latanya Michelle's database is just black men. So they can come to me and say, hey, we got some jobs. So I, I know how it is to be a single woman and need things done. And not want to have to, I used to hate when people came to cut my grass and, and all this stuff, because you always had to worry about these questions, talk to you or whatever. So with this job hub, I wanted to make sure that anybody could come to us and say, Hey, I need, I, I need somebody to cut my grass. I need a DJ in Atlanta. I need a, I need a DJ in, in DC, a photographer, or I need, someone for these top secret positions so they could come to us and we could source these with the black men that's in our database. Um, and actually that's been very productive so far and we've just launched. So I love that part about it. And then for the people who are entrepreneurs who have their own businesses, we take their information and of course we put them in the system and then we try to get them additional clients and promote what they do and stuff like that. So that's, part of the building their businesses and we I'm also a branding strategy so a lot of people are very good at their talents but they don't know how to run a business they don't know how to put it together they don't know the look websites and registering a company and all that stuff so my team also does that for our members so that's the business part the health and wellness is I teamed up with uh, different relationship coaches, uh, mental coaches and everything and stuff um, that are willing to provide a service for the men within our network. Um, we send out information um, in relation to health, wellness, finances, and different things as caters to black men. Um, trying to, because this seems very long, so I'm trying to <laughs> hurry up. And then of course the, the dating part is I already had a program called City Singles where we do one-on-one um, -on -one matching and everything and stuff. So I wanted to to add the, the dating service where we actually talk to the men. We make sure the men, you know, are have the right mindset, make sure that they are together and we go find the women for them and we make sure the women are together and they have the right mindset. So that's what Black Men Worldwide is about. Oh, also... We also collab with different businesses. So let's say any business that can provide a service to black men, we have them come in and we work out some kind of program. So let's say, for instance, one of my um, one of my collabs teams is a, is a company called Connoisseur Paris here in Atlanta in DC, and it's a luxury men's um, suit place. And every time my uh, members go in there, they get 10% off their purchase. Um, I have someone who is a resume writer. Every time someone uses their services within our, that's a member, they get a discount. Um, so it's, it's, it's a way, it's kind of like a, it's our own little world. Um, we showcase a black man every day. We just recently started doing that. So we sit and we don't just put it on our sites or social media. We send out a blast all over the world. 
So it's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. It's just watching it grow. Men from New York, Atlanta. I think I have someone from um, Nigeria on there. It's just, it's freaking amazing. It's it's amazing. Wow. What would you say has been the most rewarding thing about creating this network? You know what? I have a group on Facebook that we just started called Black Men, uh, Black Men Worldwide. And I'm the only woman in there. And everybody else is men and everything. And just hearing what they have to say. And they know that. They know that. They don't have to worry about me. Because I'm actually, one of the things I always preach, I'm not a man. I'm not trying to be a man. There's some things about y'all that I will never understand. And I'm cool with that. But I need y'all to tell me what y'all need done. You know, I'm just, I just put the platforms together. I just know that what you guys, what I think that you guys need, but I need for y'all to tell me, but I'm just in the background making things happen based off of what y'all, what y'all say. Like for instance, we have, we're about to launch Proof Talk. Proof Talk is just like TED Talk, except it's black men giving 18 minute speeches on whatever topic they want to talk about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole idea and this whole concept is to take this to a total different level where all you're, you're just flooded with all kinds of positive black men just talking and doing different things and stuff like that. So it's, 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 it's a rewarding thing every day. Honestly, it's a rewarding thing every day because I have put up so much work and there's been so much rejection. I've been wanting to, to walk away and give up. It's something that's like, yo, you can't, this is what you're supposed to do and everything. And I'm finally at the point where it's like, oh, this really feels good. What stops you from giving up? Um, who I am. Like I said, I'm very spiritual. I'm very spiritual. And every time I, I call them my daily roses, and I always say that that's when, you know, you get that blessing, you know, or you get that message or like a, a baby will come up to you and do something and you're like, oh my gosh, I need a hug or, you know, or someone will say something to you and it's just confirmation. I get those all the time. Um, and so I'm always reminded, even when, especially when I want to give up, I'm always reminded, listen, this is for you. This is for you. You got to do it because if you don't do it. Wow. Have you had a chance to talk to women about the um, network? Mm-hmm. I have. Women, women want to be a part of the network. Women are dying to get a, to, to be a part of, of course, the single city, single part. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, you know, and what they, so another thing that, the world has to understand I've been putting all this together for years. Like I'm one of those people who my social media page is Facebook more than anything. Um, I've always been that person who showcased black men, even when I didn't know what I was doing because I was always one of the guys, you know? So people know she's loyal. They, they, if you know me, if you've been around me, if you've been face-to-face with me or been around me a short period, you know you can't dog black brothers around her because she go act a fool. You might be, <laughs> you might get away with dogging the sisters a little, you know, and I'm real. I'm very transparent. I'm, I 
ask me all the time. I'm very transparent. Been like that in the military. Surprised I didn't get kicked out. I mean, it's just, I've just always been that person. But what you cannot do is dog black brothers around me. You just can't, you know? And, and we can have good conversations, but you just, there's certain things you can't do. Um, and so with the sisters, the great thing that I have too is I, I'm respected by sisters too because I pour into them too. They just know she is created for the black man. Okay. Do you think your network has changed the perception of black men for, for the sisters you deal with? Say that again. Do you think your, the network you created, do you think it has changed the perception of black men for Almost the women you had a chance to interact with? Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. And how does that make you feel? I always knew. I always knew. I, I remember, like, in 2011, I was dating this guy. And it's so crazy. I always call him Limitless. Have you ever seen the movie Limitless? What is it? Limitless, where the guy take the blue pills. No, I haven't seen it. You gotta see it. So, it, you gotta see it. I tell people, like, especially people that's entrepreneurs or the underdogs, tell everybody to watch it. And I always say, now imagine your life without that blue pill. That you just, every time you need that superpower, just imagine you're taking that blue pill, but you don't really have to take the blue pill and you'll have, you'll have superpowers. So I was dating this guy who was very spiritual and we went to go see the movie and I was like, oh my gosh, that's you. Like you got your mind figured out where you could do anything you put your mind to. Like he was so spiritually attached. And so he told me one day, and this is so crazy. And when I told this story, he said, there's something special and unique about you. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He says, your, he said, your position in life is your like, a forerunner. I said, what does that mean? I was clueless. I was really dumb and I was clueless. He says, your position in life is you go in front because people love you. They trust you. Strangers come up to you and tell you their business. They don't care if they're black, white, man. Everybody comes to you and they do. They it, People don't see my color. I don't think. I don't see, think people see my color. I don't think people see they just see, oh, she's just loving. Because when I walk out my door, I have one goal in life. When I walk out the door, I need everybody who experienced me to feel better about themselves and want to do better as I walk away. It has nothing to do with me. It just has to do with how I want them to feel about themselves. So that's how I carry my life. That's how I step when I walk out the door. So... Chinese people, all of them. One of my best friends is Filipino. One's another one is Arabic. So just to say that. Um, so he says, you are loved and you're very loving to people and you're trustworthy. So people let you in all kinds of doors that normal people can't get in. You're going to create something and you're all these real soldiers, the real authentic people who people are scared of or look at because they don't understand them. You're going to go in and you're going to open these doors. And these people behind you, these soldiers, the ones that people overlook or are scared of, are going to be able to come in behind you because of your word. And you say, trust them because they're with me. So when he told me this back in 2011, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. This don't make sense or whatever. He said, one day you'll understand. I was like, 
<laughs> so I kept that in the back of my head, but I did just, I really never understood it. It took me a few years and I was like, oh my gosh. And so that's what I stand on now. So when you ask me, how do you keep doing it? Because I know what was spoken to my life and I know it meant something. You know what I mean? So there's two things that he told me that was one of them. <laughs> As he told me, I was like, okay, we can do that. He's like, oh, no, I got to let you go because you got to learn how to walk in your own spirituality. <laughs> he dumped me. He, he straight dumped me. But it was, you know. Um, yeah, so I I understand this, this is my purpose. This has nothing to do with the time you shell. I'm just here to do it, and that's just what I got to do, and I get blessed for doing it. You created a you created the network for black men. You you're always around black men. Mm-hmm. How would Latonya Michelle define black men? Oh, gold. Um, gold like royalty. Um, listen, my favorite saying that I say to black men the, to 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 remind them. And even with myself, it's just like the lion in the jungle. You know, one of my African friends taught me this. And it just, every time I listen to it, it's all about the black man. Um, He said, the lion may not be the best looking, may not be the fastest, but the lion is the lion and the lion will always be the king of the jungle and can't nobody take that from And I say that about the black man, like it's, that can't nobody, there's nothing more powerful, you know? And I'm not taking away from black women because I, I can speak just as highly on them and I'm a black woman. So of course I would never doubt it, but it's something so powerful about a black man. And if I could just get more of these black men to understand their true value and we don't need to, to look for equality from nobody. We have it within ourselves. We just need to break out of our brainwash and we need to get debriefed and and walk into who we're supposed to be. Man, Hmm. we're intelligent. We're talented. Like, we're creative. Like, Black people are so freaking dope and they just don't get it. (laughs) They just don't get it. And it's it's sad, but I'm going to keep pushing because when, listen, the world is not ready for Black men. They're not ready. They say behind every black man there's a good black woman. They never said that the black woman had, they never said it had to be a black woman, that's one. But they never said it had to be their mate either. Hmm. No, nowhere does it say it has to be their mate. So me and my team, we I'm here, I'm here for it all. Let, let me it, it, let's do it. Wow. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I thank you for having it. I thank you for taking the time to be on my podcast. It's truly been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for having me. Please tell the people how they can follow you and also how they can join the network. Um, Black Men Worldwide is simple. That's the site. Um, you go on there and you can register up until this Friday. Um, we actually, the membership fee is only $10. I'm getting cussed out about that, but it's only $10 for basic membership. There's two other memberships, Royal and um, Gold, but basic, there's a lot of benefits that comes with that. So up until Friday, it's $10 a month. And then after that, 
it goes up to $39.99 a month. But with that $10, if you get at the $10 a month, that's your lifetime fee. It doesn't go any higher, no matter how high we go. Um, so Black Men Worldwide, you can go there. We also have uh, a Facebook group on um, Black Men Worldwide, All Black Men. You can follow me at Latanya Michelle um, on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, Tiger Eyes 360, and that's T-Y-G-E-R-E-Y-E-Z 360. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's, that's a lot right there. Again, thank you for, for again, taking the time to do this. And also, thank you for um, providing such a great platform for us. It's much appreciated. You are more than welcome. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook name is also conversations with lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you for listening and your continued support. You all have a great day.